everybody. How you guys doing? Today is Wednesday, September 16th. Welcome to the podcast. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. I'm glad you guys are here today. I hope a whole bunch of you are planning on joining me live on the interwebs and in person. That's a live event happening at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills this Saturday. I'm really, really excited to be uh, joining Pastor Jack Hibbs, Larry Elder, Charlie Kirk, Dennis Prager, uh, Seth Gruber, and several other awesome people who are committed to engaging Christians for the purpose of saying, hey, you guys, we got to get back to the things that really matter. Uh, we need a move of God in this nation. But God asks people to get involved. God asks us when we pray, it's not so that we can just put our hands up in the air and say, Lord, you know, you know the outcome. So we're just going to sit here and talk to you about it. No, I don't actually understand that line of thinking. God wants us to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. This is going to be a great uh, opportunity. I hope we see them pop up in states all across the United States. Come back, California. So you can search for it. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. And also we'll put the trailer in there so you guys can kind of see a little bit about what's going on. But I will be there this Saturday from nine to five in Chino Hills, California. Really looking forward to getting out of the smoke. Not going to lie. Uh, the smoke around here is crazy. And really, if I'm honest, it's kind of depressing. It's, it's depressing. This is a very depressing uh, time to be going through this. We've had a lot of trouble. Don't listen to the mainstream media, you guys. Tons of trouble with arsonists. This is not a, a global warming issue. This is a terrible forestation issue. These are terrible forest policies put out by environmentalists. And uh, we're suffering terribly now under uh, under that. And I'll tell you what, you know, between Hurricane Sally, you know, barreling toward the Gulf Coast and uh, the, in, the, uh, the police shooting that happened in Los Angeles, the other day. You guys, our nation needs a move of God. We need the Lord. We need the Lord. And so uh, I'm going to encourage you back to a place today of just trusting him. It's a really good day uh, for hope. We need hope. The Bible says in Psalm 31, verse 24, be strong and courageous, all you who put your hope in the Lord. And I was thinking about this this morning because I'll never forget the season when Barack Obama was running for president of the United States. And my hunch is you guys aren't going to forget it either, right? Because his slogan is still with us today. His slogan was what? Who remembers it? Hope and change. That's right. And it worked, of course, because, you know, who doesn't want hope and change? We are a people in dire need of hope. But here's the thing, though, you guys, we need to tell our children the truth about hope. Hope isn't something that we manufacture. It's not something that we get from a politician or even a pastor. We don't have hope because of a policy or a medical procedure. As Christians, we have hope because of Jesus. Remember yesterday I was talking about the lie of the uh, social justice movement and the lie of tolerance and all of these things. Well, our hope this idea that we can get hope from a president is a lie also. Our hope as believers is because of Jesus. And praise the Lord, you guys. We can have hope no matter what our circumstances are because we know that ultimately we are safe in the arms of the Lord. And when the Bible tells us to be strong and courageous, it's because our hope is in the Lord. In Psalm 31, David 
echoes the feelings that many of us are experiencing right now. He says, praise the Lord for he has shown me the wonders of his unfailing love. He kept me safe when my city was under attack. In panic, I cried out, I am cut off from the Lord. But you heard my cry for mercy and answered my call for help. This is the reason that we can have hope, even in the midst of trouble. I was driving into the studio this morning, and uh, it's amazing. I can't see the hills around my house. Uh, It looks like we're under this incredibly dense fog. But then when you think about the reality of it not being fog, it's actually smoke. And that's why I've got a headache. And that's why I can't think straight. Now, actually, even this morning, I told my husband, I'm not sure I'm going to be very good at podcasting today because I I have such a headache. By the time I got here to the studio, uh, I didn't feel very good. And he was like, step into the studio. And I stepped in and it was fresh air in here because it has no access to the outside. And we both were like, virgin air. (laughs) We didn't realize how much we needed that fresh air. And I think our country and indeed the world, but my heart beats for the country of the United States of America. And you guys, our hope has got to be in the Lord. We need a move of God. We can have hope because it's God who shows us the wonders of his unfailing love. He hears our prayers. He's listening. Are you praying? Are you talking to him? We can be strong and courageous in every circumstance because our hope is in the Lord. Aren't you glad? This is such good news, you guys. It means that no matter what's going on around us, we can have hope because of Jesus. Now, this isn't an excuse to, to become apathetic. It's not an excuse to disengage from the culture or to stop watching the news or to stop caring about what's happening around us. But it means that no matter what's going on around us, we can still be people who have hope. We don't p- preach the gospel of social justice. At least we shouldn't be. We should be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, who the Bible says uh, died and was buried and rose again on the third day. And because of the resurrection of Jesus, we know that our soul is secure. So that no matter what happens to us here, as long as we are sons and daughters, born again, blood-bought children of the King of Kings, we're going to go to heaven. And this is such an important truth to pass on to our children. So before we fall for cleverly crafted slogans like hope and change, or man-made promises like the uh, sloppy agape that's coming out of these churches that are focused on social justice right now. Let's turn our eyes to the one who always keeps his promises and teach our children to do the same. We need to teach our kids to turn their eyes to Jesus. And if we're not doing it, you guys, they're going to have a real hard time doing it. They're going to have a very hard time doing it. So uh, let's keep our eyes focused on what God says is important. And on the, the, the importance of passing on the real hope and change that this nation can have. And it is because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus that we can have him, have this hope. It's through him. And we need to keep our eyes on it. We also need to keep our eyes on the culture and what's happening around us right now. Uh, terrible things are happening in California. Right now, uh, Governor Newsom just signed a bill. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. If you're living in California, you absolutely need to be aware. California is on fire. California is on fire like the Pacific Northwest is. Uh, Spiritually, absolutely. Uh, Morally, definitely. Emotionally, 100%. But it's also on fire uh, legislatively. And it's on fire, obviously, physically too, right? But Governor Newsom... 
has just signed a bill changing the California sex offender law. You guys, this is probably one of the most egregious things I've ever seen come out of a, of a lawmaker, particularly from a governor. Uh, he signed a bill that allows judges to decide whether to add someone to the sex offender registry for engaging in sexual acts with a minor. Uh, so the measure doesn't apply to minors under the age of 14 with an age gap larger than 10 years or when the sex was non-consensual, right? So uh, this would allow a 24-year-old to have intercourse with a 14-year-old to avoid having to register as a sex offender. Are, are you guys listening to this? It's it's crazy town. This is basically uh, the legalization of pedophilia. And years ago, when we started seeing some of this garbage coming out on Netflix and places like that, I started saying, you guys, when we, when we legalized gay marriage, and it, listen, here's what you need to understand. Anytime we walk away from what God says is good and what God says is right, suffering is the sure result. When you, when you turn your, uh, turn your back. So when we legalize gay marriage, when we start celebrating homosexuality, shame on you, Jen Hatmaker, who I just heard has, left her husband now or something happened, they're getting divorced. You guys, anytime we walk away from the Lord, anytime we start to say, you know what, that's okay. You do you. And even though God says it's wrong, it's okay because it's the culture. You guys, suffering will always be the result. Evil will always fill the vacuum whenever God is removed. Uh, and I cannot, you know, um, a California State Assembly member, her name was Lorena Gonzalez. This is what she said. She said, I cannot in my mind as a mother understand how sex between a 24 and 14 year old could ever be consensual and how it could never be a registrable offense. Uh, you, do you guys know who introduced this bill? Senator Scott Weiner, appropriate name. He was touted for bringing fairness and equality to the uh, gay community. And this is what he said. He said, proving again that he's a true champion for the LGBTQ community, even when it's hard. Governor Newsom signed Senate Bill 145, ending discrimination against young gay people on California sex offender registry. Wow. So I looked up Senator uh, Scott Weiner, Mr. Weiner. This guy's a creep. I mean, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. He needs to be voted out of office. This guy is introducing legislation into a corrupt legislature and they are passing it into law in California. Passing it into law. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm horrified as somebody who had a, who had a registered sex offender in my family. My husband and I, uh, took this man to court and he served 10 years for the crimes he committed against members of my family. This is absolutely unacceptable. But what happens when we remove God from the equation, of course, is that evil will fill the vacuum. And if Christians don't start getting off the bench and onto the battlefield, I mean, uh, Senator Weiner is a pedophile. This has nothing to do with LGBT rights. It's about protecting our children. And this is something that Mr. Weiner and Mr. Newsom couldn't care less about. The Democrats are now the party of pedophilia. That's the truth. And I keep telling you guys, we've got an election coming up. Why do you think the Northwest is burning down? Why do you think they're setting fires all the place? Why do you think we're under these uh, crazy, irresponsible and uh, inexcusable lockdowns and mask mandates when we months ago flattened the curve? The goal is to keep us in chaos. The goal is to keep us in fear. The goal is to keep us, uh, you know, home 
and not engaging the culture, you guys. Take off your mask, come out of your home, engage, engage, engage. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What is it that we can be doing to engage in the culture around us right now? I, I To me, this is time. It is past time. And uh, we need to stand up against this. Just another reason to impeach uh, Gavin Newsom, one of the worst governors in the history of uh, California. Absolutely. So I want you guys to understand something about this law too. Uh, from what I am reading, this law was specifically tailored to allow adult homosexuals to have sex with young boys as young as 14. This is a law that pedophiles and homosexuals in California are probably salivating over. So it's going to allow for lenient sentencing for a 20-year-old man to basically injure a 14-year-old boy sexually. And they're going to say, well, but it needs to be consensual, which all it means is, hey, Johnny, I'm going to buy you the latest transformer. Uh, But I got a favor to ask. We need to stop talking about what this is, what's going on. Talk about what's going on because this is, this is what it is. The left is the party of immorality. The left is the party of pedophilia. The left is the party of uh, the riots that you see, the lawlessness around you. And we need to start talking about it. I absolutely agree with uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs, who has very boldly been saying for, uh, for forever that the church should be speaking out about issues of politics. Why? Because politics determines policy. And we all know that the country is on fire right now. Uh, I heard uh, that my friend Rick Green was kicked off of Southwest Airlines. You guys, Southwest is turning into a creepy airlines. I'm so sorry, but it's true. Uh, I read in the news, a mother and a two-year-old child were kicked off the plane because the son, the two-year-old, took his mask off. And Southwest says, we're continuing to prioritize the comfort and well-being of our passengers. Uh, No, you're not. No, you're not. So this woman and her child, this was news on Monday, uh, a woman and her child were escorted off of a flight after her two-year-old son took off his face mask. The mother said that she and her son were removed from the Southwest flight Saturday because her son took off his mask to her two-year-old child. Uh, He took off his mask, apparently. Allegedly, allegedly, to uh, eat a snack. And a flight attendant reportedly told the mother to put her son's mask back on as part of the airline's policy that requires passengers two years of age and older to wear face coverings. Because, you know, we got to slow the spread of the Rona. Unbelievable. Uh, Anyway, despite the boy putting the mask back on, the flight still returned to the gate and the mother and child were escorted from the plane. She said, I was asked to leave the plane accompanied by a manager, a supervisor, the flight attendants, and the pilots. Emotional and traumatic. Boy, that's that's the truth. Then she had to end up purchasing a $600 ticket with another airline to fly home on the same day. And, and Southwest is like, you're welcome. We're just trying to keep everybody safe. Can you guys see how bananas this is? How completely, 
how completely insane. Speaking of insane, it's not just insane in the United States. It's insane in Israel. Israel has just announced a new three-week lockdown, which is going to start ahead of the Jewish New Year. The Israeli government agreed to this just ahead of the Jewish New Year, which is coming right up. The decision was made this last Sunday and restricts citizens to a one-third mile radius around their residence. I'm I'm almost uh, I, I'm almost spe- I am speechless. What do you even say about this stuff? This is Israel now, the first country to reimpose coronavirus lockdown restrictions. So supermarkets and pharmacies are, are going to stay open as well as government jobs with fewer staff, but non-government businesses are going to be required required to close. That is just bananas. It's crazy. Uh. I don't actually know what's going on with Netanyahu. The lockdown is supposed to begin on Friday ahead of the Jewish New Year, which begins in the evening hours. Netanyahu says he's instructed his finance minister to come up with a new economic package to help businesses hurt by the lockdown. I'm starting to wonder if uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is not getting enough fresh air. Uh, This is just, this is rough, you guys. And so as we consider... And I've been saying this for a long time. You know, I I believe that the Rona is a virus. I'm calling it the election virus, the Chinese virus, the Wuhan flu Han. Uh, this is wrong. And God isn't the author of confusion. And we know that what we're seeing around us right now is confusion. It's pandemonium. It's fear. It's all the things. And it is not from the Lord. Someone asked me the other day, you know, I went into a a grocery store with my daughter, with my nine-year-old daughter, and uh, I don't wear masks. And I'm certainly not going to put a mask on my nine-year-old child. That's absolutely not happening, which is why Jay and I are driving. This is why we are not flying anymore because the airlines are insane. And I was in the store with my daughter and, you know, we're not in anybody's space. I'm happy to give you six feet. And I was overlooking at a pot roast. This guy came up to me, got, you know, probably six foot three, really tall guy. And I, and I'll just be really honest. One of the things that I, that has hurt, wounded my soul so badly is to watch grown men who should be protecting women and children cowering like babies with masks on their faces. I'm just like, where are the men? Well, this particular man was in the grocery store and he saw me and he and he made a point to come up. There's nobody around me. I was just looking, trying to price a pot roast or something. And my daughter was wandering around right behind me somewhere, try, probably trying to find me a plastic bag for the roast or something. And this guy comes up to me and I can't understand him, you know, because he's got a mask over his face. So he, he looks at me, he says, oh. and I said, I, I'm sorry. I What? I'm sorry. I, I can't understand you. I said, I'm really sorry. I, um, can you say that again? Um, I can't understand you. And so then really loudly, he goes, did you forget your mask? And I said, oh no, I didn't, but thank you for asking. And he proceeded to curse at me, to curse at my child. Uh, world's on fire. And my daughter who, I mean, obviously this it scared her to death. I mean, she never left my side for the rest of our trip in the grocery store. Going to the grocery store, if you don't have a mask on right now, is like participating in the Hunger Games. You know, people are mean. And it's typically, my experience is not typically, well, unless you go to Ikea. Ikea is crazy. But it's uh, it's typically the the patrons who are just awful. And 
it's like we've given each other permission to be unkind. I wasn't hurting anybody. I was six feet away from everybody. I'm definitely not sick. Healthy people do not wear masks. I don't know if I feel like everyone's forgotten that, but it's an evidence of the condition that we are in as a nation and it will only be uh, fixed and made right if we call upon the Lord for help. We need to be strong and courageous. So all of you put your hope in the Lord, strong and courageous. Strong and courageous, not about a mask. It's not about a virus. This is about uh, the enemy of your soul who the Bible says will kill and steal and destroy. And I am hoping that parents in California, I'm praying and fasting this week over, uh, which is what Pastor Jack has asked everyone to do who's participating in Comeback California. He recognizes, and I believe he's right, that California is doomed. I know that's a strong word, but the nation, I agree with him. I say the nation is doomed without a move of God. That is how serious this is. That is how serious this is. And we need to uh, ask the Lord for help. And so let's go ahead and end today's podcast by coming before the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you that you have shown me the wonders of your unfailing love. Thank you, Lord, that I have seen you do what only you can do over the course of my life. I've watched you make a lame boy walk again, I've watched your outstretched hand of protection, Lord, your timing, rarely early, never late. Lord, you've kept us safe when our city was under attack. And in our panic, I have cried out, we all have, Lord, and we feel like we're cut off from you, but we're not. Your word says that you hear our cries for mercy and that you answer our calls for help. And so, Lord, we're asking for your help right now. We're asking for your guidance. We're asking for your mercy. Father, as we prepare for Comeback California this weekend, I pray, Lord, a move for a move of God that would sweep over the Northwest and the, and the, and the West Coast, Lord, Oregon, Washington, California, Lord, bring your people back to church. Father, I pray that the pastors who are refusing to open their churches, Father, would you convict them by the power of your Holy Spirit to open our churches and to worship you without fear. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to set a good example for our children of what it means to walk rightly with you. That they would see us not falling for cleverly crafted slogans or man-made promises, but Lord, that they would see us turning our eyes to the only one who we can count on, the only one who is true, the only one who keeps his promises. Lord, that is you, and we turn our eyes to you today. Help us to teach our children to do the same. I pray for every person that's listening to this, Lord who's struggling. We're all struggling with something. We've been discouraged, but we're not defeated. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to rise up and be the men and women that you've asked us to be. We love you so much, Lord. We invite you into our day, into our government, into our schools, into our lives. Help us to be the ambassadors that you've called us to be in Jesus' name. Amen.
I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. We appreciate you listening. Appreciate you sharing this podcast with your uh, with your acquaintances on Facebook and around uh, social media and for leaving reviews and for your financial support of the podcast. We depend on your financial support. If you have been encouraged by the podcast, we would love it if you'd consider partnering with us financially. Uh, a monthly donation would be such an encouragement to us as that helps us to plan for the future and encourages us to uh, keep doing what we're doing over here. We also appreciate your prayers for the Homeschool Resource Center. As I said yesterday, I'm going to remind you again, I'm going to be teaching in person uh, coming up really soon, starting on the 7th of October, thus Wednesday. I'll be teaching on Wednesday, October 7th, starting at 6.30 p.m. at the Homeschool Resource Center. We'll be teaching the book of Revelation. So come on out. And uh, before you do that, be sure and join us. Uh, get a membership at momstronginternational.com. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.